Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, episode 370. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Jacob Ayers. Today's guest is one that almost needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyways. That is Mr. Rod Cleave. Rod was our very first guest episode on this podcast, episode one. So here we are, 370 episodes later. I knew I had to get him back on the show. Rod is a real estate investor, entrepreneur, podcast host, author, so much more. Rods, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. This is a real treat. Uh, 370 freaking episodes. Holy cow, (laughs) man. That is awesome, bud. That is so awesome. Congratulations. And thank you for having my book up behind you there on the counter. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really, really kind of you to have that as a prop behind you, brother. Thank you. Well, Rod, For people that may have just come across this podcast or haven't gone back and listened to episode one yet, just give us a quick who you are, what you do, a rundown. Yeah, let me do that. And let me go back a little bit further than I normally do just to kind of give some context because I think it'll add value to your listeners and it'll give some context to what I think might be a good topic for us to jump into for a moment. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my mother, Isvanche, and my brother, Albert. I was born in the Netherlands in Holland, you know, wooden shoes. And my uh, mom brought us over to the United States and we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we grew up pretty poor. I mean, in fact, we really struggled. I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school to lied about my age when I was 14 and worked at Burger King and was able to buy my own clothes. And, you know, we ate expired food. We drank powdered milk. I mean, you know, I will say this. I'm sure that you've got listeners that have had it harder than I did, or maybe have it harder now, but I knew I wanted more. And so, you know, luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic and she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000 from babysitting money. And then when I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? You made 20,000, you didn't do anything? And so I'm like, screw college, mom. I'm sorry, I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real <laughs> estate broker's license right when I turned 18. And I was going to be rich selling other people houses in real estate. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, my first year in real estate, I maybe made $8,000. My second year, maybe $10,000. But my third year, I made over $100,000. And this is back in 1981. It's actually my birthday today. I just turned 61 today. But Happy birthday. In, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Back in 1981, 100 grand was a lot of money. Holy and smokes, so what, yeah. Yeah. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened, Jacob, was I met a guy. Well, actually, I worked with him. I, I dated his daughter. I worked with this guy who was another broker, and he taught me about the power of mindset and psychology and how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset. It's your approach. Only 10 to 20% is the vehicle as a real estate in this example, or you know, stock market investing or entrepreneurship, whatever it is. It's, that's the smallest piece. 
If it was just knowledge, it'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do and it's the keep doing. And so he taught me about that. And fast forward to today, I've owned you know a couple thousand houses, multiple apartment complexes. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. You know, a little bit more than my mom's 20,000. Yeah. But, and I thought I was a freaking real estate God. I thought I could do no wrong. And you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost $50 million. I lost everything. And so, you know, one of the topics I really enjoy talking about and seems to be pretty well received is the mindset it took to have 50 million in the first place. But then as important, the mindset it took to recover from losing everything. And I know we're in tough times right now. I mean, I'm blown away by how many businesses have failed, how many people are, you know, still in unemployment. I know, you know, the news will tell you everything's great, but I'm seeing a lot of pain out there. And so, you know, if that's you, you know, if you're listening to Jacob, I know you're a leader and the world needs leaders right now. And so it's so critical, even if you're just leading your family, it's so critical that you pay attention to your focus right now. Don't get sucked into CNN or NBC or the news. Just don't go there because it's all negative. The news isn't there to inform us. It's there to startle us. So bring in the good stuff. Now, you know, I do a little motivational clip every week on my podcast. It's called Lifetime Cashflow. And I'm blessed to say we just broke 10 million downloads, which just blows my mind. Holy cow. That's a big milestone. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I I just found out my YouTube videos got watched for 30,000 hours last year, 203,000 views. Just mind blowing the power of social media. But anyway, you know, it's critical. It's critical. And it's so easy when times are tough to focus on the negative. It's so critical that you bring in the good stuff. And so just pay attention to your focus because whatever you focus on is going to get bigger, both positive or negative. You know, they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war. She said, no, I'm pro-peace. See, see, just a little distinction there, but it's really important. I get people to call me and say, hey, trying to get out of this heavy student loan debt. And I say, wrong freaking statement. Focus on the money so the debt's irrelevant, right? So anyway, you know, obviously I've recovered. And one of the things that I love to talk about and teach is that component. It's around focus and really it's around goals. And so, you know, I used to do sold out live events. I did sold out live events every year for three years. And then I had 800 people scheduled to come to Orlando in May of last year. And we all know what happened with that. So I pivoted, I pivoted and I went live stream and I had 900 people come to the event live stream. It was the biggest event we ever had. And I'd now do them online. I've got you know, a video studio here on my compound in Florida and just put a lot of money into it. I'm excited, uh, you know, to continue that. I've really enjoyed doing it, you know, live stream. I miss the live, but, you know, one of the first things we do at my events is, you know, I call it goal setting on steroids. Let's talk about that because, you know, we find ourselves in like a really unique time right now. We're at the beginning of a new year, 2021. Everybody just barely survived, made it through 2020, right? Maybe people are looking for a refresh, maybe something to change in their mind yeah. or, you know, something to carry them forward. So what are some actionable pieces yeah, of advice no, for, you got? For sure. For sure. Now I take about an hour, hour and a half to do this at my boot camp. And by the way, I'll share, I do these two-day boot camps now live stream. I don't sell anything there. There's no sales pitch at all. It's two full days of training and I'll give you guys the code so you can come for 97 bucks. So it's kind Heck of yeah, a thanks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Let me give you the high level overview of what I do in that hour. We do it with music and I'm pumping you up and everything else, but let me give you the overview because you can do it yourself. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do is pick an hour when you have a lot of energy. Don't do it after a meal. Make sure you're well hydrated. In fact, on that note, let me get a drink. 
Make sure you're well hydrated and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Okay. Okay. Not just the New Year's resolutions, not just, you know, a couple of goals. I mean, freaking everything. Okay. The houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, the motorcycles, the gifts, the jewelry, whatever. Write it down. And there's nothing wrong with that. And don't limit yourself. Take the lid off your brain. If you can imagine it, you can do it. Look at Elon Musk. Good Lord. Richest now the richest guy on the planet. Yeah, just, that's I think big he news. Just Bezos, <laughs> and he's built three billion dollar startups. Okay, so don't tell me you can't do it. Just no excuses. And yeah. and, and I'm going to tell you on that note, don't fear failure. Fear freaking regret. Okay, we fail our way to success. I've built 24 businesses, several of them worth tens of millions of dollars. And by the way, I don't call them failures. I call them seminars. So I've built I love it. you know 20 24 businesses. Most have been spectacular flaming seminars, okay? (laughs) But that's how we learn. That's how we grow. You know, I met Sarah Blakely, the billionaire owner of Spanx, you know, the women's undergarments. And she started with $5,000 and now she's a freaking gazillionaire. She's on Forbes last year. And she told me, I met her at a mastermind I was at. She told me that her dad used to ask them at the dinner table, her and her siblings, what have you failed at today? Isn't that an awesome freaking question to ask your kids? I mean, so they don't fear failure. But anyway. So, so we're talking about writing down, you know, yeah, what so, would be so write down great everything in your life. you want. So all the stuff and imagine, you know, that if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality, because what it does is it triggers something in your brain, just writing it down, triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's that subconscious filter. You're not even aware of it consciously. That's a subconscious filter that directs you in the direction your brain thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example of it at work is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them and you buy it, then they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were. And your brain is, that's your reticular activating system. It works with your goals as well. So write them down, write down all the stuff you want to do too, not just the stuff you want to have, but you want to write down also, you know, how much money you want in the bank in a few years, how much money you want in the bank in 10 years. I'm sorry, don't use few, put time limits on it. So three years and then 10 years, write down how much cash flow you want in three years and 10 years. You know, write down everything you want to do. You know, where do you want to travel? I've got a travel vision board behind me. You can kind of see it on the floor there next to my recliner. Yeah. And so, you know, write down where you want to travel. Write down, you know, if, if you want to write a book, if you want to climb all the mountains over 14,000 feet, you know, learn how to drive a race car, whatever it is, write down what you want to do. I had, you know, on my bucket list to jump the skydive and I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane a year ago. I'll never do it again, but I, it's <laughs> so write down what you want to do as well. And then also write down what you want to learn in this lifetime. You know, so it's it's not just the stuff, it's everything you want to do, be, or have. So write down what you want to learn. Maybe you want to learn a foreign language or a skill set. If you want to learn multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend a couple days with me. It's a duh. But whatever it is, write that down. And then lastly, and probably almost most importantly, write down who you want to help. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And the only reason you want goals is not for the goals. It's for what they're going to push you to do. And that is take action and change your lot in life. Okay. So write down who you want to help. Maybe you want to, you know, find whatever you're passionate about. Maybe it's children. Maybe it's the elderly. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's pets. Whatever it is, you want to write that down and what you plan to do. You know, when I interview students for my warrior mentorship program, we've got one-on-one coaching and group coaching, and I interview students for that. One of the questions I'll ask them is, what's your why that'll get you to take action if we work together? And if I hear something outside of them, like it's not, I want this, 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 I want to help this, this, or this, I know they're going to be a success because power moves to those who serve. And so 
you know, just keep that in mind, guys. So you've written down everything you want to do, be, or have. When And if you're analytical, please don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing till you can't think of another thing. And then you can always scratch it out later. But once you can't think of another thing, there's a couple more steps. Number one is you've got to put a time limit on each goal because it's not real until it's measurable. So put out how many years it's going to take you to achieve each goal. So just put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20 by each goal, recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and we'll massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. And I'll give you an example of this. Okay. When I was 18, I knew I lived in Denver and I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver, right? So, <laughs> so I would visualize the palm trees and the beach and the surf and the waves and the sand. And 20 years later, I built this $8 million, 10,000 square foot home on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had my covered boathouses on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was like a slice through an island. But that was unthinkable when I was 18. And I'm not telling you this to brag and none of this stuff. I'm going to give you some other examples in a minute as well. Please know it's not to brag. It's just to hopefully inspire you. But that was unthinkable when I was 18. So don't limit yourself. If you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, whatever it is, write it down. Okay. And so you put a time limit on each goal. And by the way, if you can experience any of these goals, do it. You know, like, well, I'll give you some examples in a minute. Next thing is you pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That goal, that life-changing goal. Okay. I mean, truly that one. Okay. Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put all of those on a separate sheet of paper, leave room in between them. And I will tell you at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution and forget about it by February. Okay. But this is the fuel, guys. This is, you must have goals. You have to, and, and you can't have them in your head either. If you're in your head, you're dead. You got to write them down. Okay. It's critical. Anyway, so you've got four goals on another piece of paper. One more step. You need to write down why each one of those goals is an absolute freaking must to achieve, not a should. We say, I should, you know, work harder. I should be a better parent. I should eat better. I should exercise more. We should all over ourselves, right? Okay. So <laughs> you've got to make it a must. Okay. So why does it have to happen? And when you're describing your reason why, use emotionally charged words. Words are very powerful and you want to utilize them because they'll move you. They'll get, they'll propel you. They'll push you. So you might say, so, you know, I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. So I can show my wife or husband what it means to live a life of success so we can have the freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, you know, whatever it is, whatever's going to juice you, write it down. Okay. Now, once you've got a positive reason why underneath each goal, and maybe even a couple, I want you to take it one little step further and put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal. And I mean, make it freaking painful. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse. And, you know, I will tell you, here's why. Because people will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And this is the freaking fuel. Okay. This is what's going to get you to get up early and stay up late and do whatever it freaking takes to make it happen for yourself. If you're willing to work like most people won't for a few years, you'll live the rest of your life like most people can't. Okay. And Heck this yeah. is the fuel to make that happen. So put some pain in there, you know, and I'll tell you. There was a nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse. And so she talked to patients and helped them at the end of their lives. And she asked him a question. And Jacob, the question was, do you have any regrets? And she even wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. 
You know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I was capable of. Screw that, guys. Okay. So, this is the fuel to make sure that does not happen. Okay. So, last piece once you've got this done, you need to visualize these goals. And I would highly encourage you to get pictures of them and figure out how to and make declarations around them. Let me give you a couple of public examples of this. Jim Carrey, the actor, the comedian, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks. By the way, for you millennials, a check is what we used to use to pay for things. <laughs> anyway, wrote himself a check. Sent himself a Venmo in the future. Right, 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 right. Anyway, wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks. He used to go up by the Hollywood sign, flat broke, and he would visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber, okay? I'll give you a more recent example, Demi Lovato. When she was unknown 10 years ago, posted in social media, I'm going to sing the national anthem of the Super Bowl. Go watch the last Super Bowl, okay? Guys, this stuff works, okay? And i give you some personal examples for me. When I was 18, I got my real estate broker's license. You know, I'm going to be rich selling other people's houses, da-da-da. So I had to get a four-door car, right? And I got this bone friggin' ugly four-door Granada, bench seat in the front, just a real piece of crap. But I worked with this guy that had a Corvette and he let me drive it. And so I want to talk about that experiential piece. If there's something you want, go experience it, go test drive the car. And I'll give you another example. You know, I took my wife to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. It's spectacularly beautiful. I think it's the most beautiful place on the planet. And they have all these yachts there. I mean, just literally hundreds. I'm not kidding. And I was so freaking motivated. I told her, baby, we're going to rent a yacht or buy a yacht. And we're going to go around the Horn of Italy. We're going to go to Spain and Greece and Croatia. And so that's on my bucket list. I want to do that. So back in February, pre-COVID, I went to Miami. I took her to the Mandarin Oriental and for Valentine's Day. It was for Valentine's Day. And it was they were having the Miami Yacht Show. And so I BS'd my way onto these 200-foot yachts, uh, <laughs> you know, flashed my fancy watch. I've got a big watch collection. Fancy my fancy watch. And I got on the boat. I just visualized owning it, you know, owning them and sat in the captain's chair and walked around like I owned it, laid on the bed like I owned it. Why? Because it freaking works, guys. Okay. I know that, you know, some of you analytical ones are like, come on, get onto the real estate stuff. Guys, this is more freaking important than that. Trust me on that. Okay. And so, you know, like I said, I drove this guy's Corvette and this is before the internet had been thought of yet. And so I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine and I put it on the visor of this bone ugly Granada. So every time I sat in the Granada, it was right there in front of me. Within a year, I had a beautiful Corvette. Now, I'm going to give you a couple more examples. Again, please know I'm not trying to brag. This stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but it'll hopefully inspire you. This is back when the TV show Magnum PI was big, okay? Before you were born, Jacob. But it was was about this detective, and the actor's name was Tom Selleck, and he drove this gorgeous Ferrari 308. I'm sure you saw the reruns, but he drove this Ferrari 308, and that's the first time I'd seen an exotic car. I'm like, holy shit, that is incredible. I got a picture of that actual Ferrari out of a magazine again, this is before the internet, and put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out of Maserati, looked just like it. Last example, Lamborghini. I always wanted one. I mean, back then it was the Lamborghini Countach. It was one Mike Tyson bought for him and his wife for like the two weeks they were married. He got matching ones, if I recall. But anyway, my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30. He had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which ultimately wrecked. But Anyway, pictures work. In fact, let me show you something. This is my planner. Those of you, I don't know if you put these on YouTube at yeah, all. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the back of this thing, and I'm holding up my planner, in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Now, this is like for probably the seventh or eighth iteration of this planner. But the point is these pictures, they're dog-eared. 
they've been the back of my planner for years. Now, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. These are pictures of my kids when they were very young. And guys, everything starts, everything you bring into your life comes from a place of gratitude. Really important that you get this, okay? These are my gratitude pictures. Then I've got pictures of the things that I wanted. I told you about that house on the beach. This top picture looks just like that freaking house before I got it. I had 10 foot high glass like that, butt together, had travertine floors. I mean, it's uncanny how much it looked like this. Now, you'll hear something funny. I lost that house, by the way, and all the craziness. And now I live in a compound. I've got six buildings. I've got a giant main house. I've got a, you know, a two bedroom guest house on the water. I've got a media building, an entertainment building. I've got a giant exercise facility. I mean, spectacular. But look at the pictures here, Jacob, on those bottom pictures. Can you see the white walls in those two pictures on the bottom? Yeah. See, this green screen behind me is my backyard. Look at that white wall. Is that freaking crazy? This so is cool. before I ever got this stuff. Guys, pictures work. You know, then I've got, you know, stupid shit. Like I've got a few hundred thousand dollars of the watches, you know, stuff that I thought was important. <laughs> you know, the Lamborghini before I ever got it. You know, the, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this stuff that I got because I had pictures. So for God's sakes, guys, go on Google. Find pictures that resonate with you, associated with your goals. They don't have to be exact, but when you look at them, you're like, oh man, that feels good. Download them. Go to CVS or Walgreens. Blow them up. Put them all on the wall in front of you. Put them in. I've got them in my exercise room. I've got them here on the wall. I've got on screensaver, on your phone, whatever. Do what you're going to show me something. Yeah, show you something here. There's so, a vision uh, board right there, my brother. Giant vision board for those. I love it. I love it. My life resume, just a bucket list of stuff I want. I love it. What car is that? Is that an Audi? This is, uh, yeah, that's an Audi R8. I love it. Uh, you know, each one of these kind of things kind of means something to me. I've got a black belt here. You know, I want to achieve oh. my black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Congratulations. I've got a couple awesome. Kawasaki 650s. I want to, you know, go down nice. the Baja Peninsula with my dad. You know, so nice. it's cool stuff like that. Nice, nice, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so you've inspired me to do that. And, nice. uh, you know, it's cool just to look at it every day. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and, I mean, and things materialize from just looking at those things. That's it. That's how it works, guys. That's the way the universe works. You know, God, whatever you believe, prayer. You know, every morning I'll sit in this recliner behind, and you can see my, like I say, you see my vision boards right there on the floor. Mm -hmm. That's my recliner there. I'll sit in there and I'll, it takes me two minutes. I'll sit there and I'll just do gratitude for my amazing, beautiful wife, for my kids, for my students. I've got hundreds of students all over the country now. I mean, they're approaching 40,000 units owned, and I've only been teaching for three years, which is just staggering to me. And, you know, my foundation, and I'll just do gratitude. And then what I'll do is I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And I know I lost some of you analytical ones. Okay, please get onto the real estate. Guys, this is what freaking gets you this stuff, okay? I'm just telling you. And so I'll do gratitude for things that I want as if I already have them. And I'll even get emotional sometimes being grateful for things I don't even have yet. That's how hard I push it because it freaking works, okay? So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, but hopefully that added a little value. No, I love it. So, you know, kind of just uh, summarizing so far, what you've talked about is, you know, first envisioning what would be like just spectacular, extraordinary in your life, right? You know, if you shoot for something, you can possibly achieve that. So just write down all the things you want to experience, all the things you want, you know, how you want your life to be. Back it up with, you know, emotionally charged language, support it with pictures to, you know, look at and visualize every day. Going forward, you know, how do you continually progress this path to, you know, goal building, you know, based on those things. Well, I did. One of the things is that little morning thing I do for two minutes where I just do gratitude and I reassociate with those things. I look at my vision boards. I'm not the greatest visualizer. So I hold the board up and I look at it. The things that I want that are on there, I do gratitude first. I've got a gratitude board. And so 
you know, I have a vision board for each individual thing that I want. So I've got different pictures for that one thing. I found that was too much to have them all on one, but I've had the ones with everything on one as well. But that's what you do is you got to reassociate with those goals. Maybe you write them once a week or, you know, Grant Cardone says, write them every day, but you know, you've got to reassociate with them because that keeps them top of mind in your reticular activating system. Super important. But let me just say this as well. I do that at my boot camp for an hour and a half. So let me give you the information. When do you think this will air, Jacob? This will air probably in February. But if I if you can air it like the first of February, I've got an event the, like the third week in February, and I'll okay. give you guys. A I great might bump deal this to it. the top of my queue and try to. Okay, push thank it out you, buddy. Earlier, thank so, you. Yeah. So I've got an event coming up. It's two days. It's on a weekend, and you can get the recordings for a nominal upcharge. So if you can't make the whole thing, but it's again, it's sixteen to eighteen hours of training. I don't sell anything. If you text the word multifamily to 72345, it's a new number we just got, multifamily to 72345, and then use the code RODFRIEND on checkout, one word, RODFRIEND, it'd be 97 bucks. I mean, it's a freaking no-brainer, okay? So just come spend a couple days with me. I've had thousands of people do it now, literally. I've never had a complaint except that the breaks are too short. I do 15-minute breaks, and trust me, they're harder on me than people watching because I got to eat and go to the bathroom and all that. But because I'm trying to pack so much stuff in, you know, and nothing's being sold there. So it's kind of a duh. Anyway, so again, that's multifamily to 72345, use the code RODFRIEND. And lastly, before I forget, you know, I've got a podcast as well, because we just broke 10 million downloads. If you go on your iPhone and you search real estate as you come up number one, but it's called Lifetime Cash Flow. And even if you're not interested in multifamily, maybe come check it out because I do a clip every week called Own Your Power. And we talk about decision about courage, about grit, about facing fear, about failure, all these topics that'll juice you. And so use those for that, even if it's not going to be multifamily for you. I promise you, you know, you'll enjoy them. They're a real passion project for me. I'm incredibly proud of them. I've got hundreds of them there. They're just five minutes. So on your way to work, you literally take five minutes, you listen to one and it'll get you juiced to take action. I love it. I personally listen to those broad. That's actually oh, what inspired you, me to start this Friday fundamental segment on the podcast that's been going for four thank years you. now. So yeah, absolutely thank highly you. recommend it. 10 million downloads to those that don't realize is a phenomenal milestone. Like very, thank very, you. very few podcasts reach those download numbers. So congrats to you and all the thank content you, thank you're you, providing brother. You know, it's the bottom line is people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. And so, you know, as you're interacting with people, remember that. And I try to make people feel. That's it. I want to, you know, obviously you can, hopefully you can feel my passion about this. You can't see, those of you that are on iTunes can't see this, but I'm showing Jacob behind me. I've got hundreds of thank you cards that I've gotten over the last three years from students. You can't even see them all. They're behind the green screen from students whose lives have been impacted. And, you know, it's the greatest blessing in life when you're impacting people. And so, like I said, guys, figure out how to give back. Even if you're young and you're you know, got blood dripping from your teeth and you want this so freaking bad, give back now. Don't wait to give back. Do something. Adopt a family. Help find something you're passionate about because, you know, like I said, people feel like they have to achieve, achieve, achieve to be happy. But when you're giving back in some fashion, you're happily achieving and you're going to get there much faster and you're going to feel better while you're doing it. This is all great content, Rod. I mean, we can talk about it all day long. I love hearing you talk about mindset and psychology. I think you're one of the best at speaking to it. So I knew I had to get you you on. Now, you know, somebody might, you know, get down this path and they're feeling good for, you know, 10 minutes. And then they start to look at, you know, all the things ahead of them and they get discouraged, right? And maybe look at somebody like you yourself. No, no, sure. And, you know, Napoleon Hill said, the first thing you've got to have is a burning desire. You got to want it. That's why the goals are so critical. Now, 
the goals are, I got to tell you, the happiness over the goals are short-lived. It's not about the goals, okay? In fact, let me just tell you a quick story. I built that house on the beach, okay? I worked for that freaking thing for 20 years, okay? Two months after I moved in, I'm looking up at this testament to my ego. I mean, this place was magnificent. Giant waterfall from the pool into the backyard. I had a spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, elevator, wine cellar, second floor. This would tell you the caliber of the house. On the second floor, I had an aquarium built around the spiral staircase, cost me almost 200 grand. That gives you an idea (laughs) of the freaking house, okay? So anyway, two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. Two months, okay? Just two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. Pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. Pool was in magazines, spectacular. I had trees that I bought that were tens of thousands of dollars that bent out over the pool. I'm just amazing. But anyway, I'm floating in the pool and I get depressed. And I don't mean just a little bummed. I mean like really bummed. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on here? How could I be depressed? I've just achieved a success like times 10,000. And how could I be bummed? And what I realized, and it's really important for you guys to listen to this, I realized there were several things going on. Number one is if you're going to achieve a big goal, you must have other goals lined up behind it because you need a vision for your future. I was like, what the heck am I going to do now? Like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. So you've got to have more goals. That's number one. Secondly, it's never about the goals. You are happy from progress and growth. Okay. And I didn't know what I was going to do next there either. So happiness comes from progress and growth. And so the reason I bring this up is it's so critical for you to acknowledge your progress and your growth. Whatever it is, you know, that you get done that previous week, I don't care how small it is because you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. I call them seminars, like I said, you know, and they're only a failure if you don't get back up or you don't get the lesson. And so, you know, don't fear the failures, feel regret much more. But anyway, but if you're celebrating your progress, you're happy. So just take a few minutes once a week. And by the way, at my event, I take you through a planning process, and this is one of the pieces of it. So critical. People are like, this doesn't sound important. It's one of the most important pieces of your weekly planning process to go look at what you got done and pat yourself on the back. Good job, Rod. Takes a split second. But then when you have those setbacks and delays or failures or seminars, you're still happy because you're progressing and growing. So that was the second thing that was going on. But the biggest thing that I kind of alluded to a minute ago is... I'd been totally focused on Rod, proving the world I was good enough, proving the world I mattered. You know, like all kids, I got beat up at school. I immigrated to this country. I didn't speak English. My mom thought it'd be great to send me to school in freaking wooden (laughs) shoes and shorts, you know, so I got my ass kicked again. You know, those leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest, I had to wear that for show and tell. And, you know, I got chased home from school and my mom would chase them off with the fly swatter and I got my butt kicked the next day. So it came up with this empowering question, which was, how can I show them I'm good enough? You know, which presupposed that I wasn't good enough, right? And so I built this house to prove the world I was good enough. So to get back from being depressed, I bought a bunch of books. I want to figure this out. And one of them was Tony Robbins' book. And I'm like, you know, I really like this. And one of his books, one of his early books. And so I went and saw him speak and I found out he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, you know, that's what a concept. Do something yeah. for someone else. <laughs> Took me until I was 40 to get that freaking memo. It's embarrassing to admit. But so I went back and I fed some families and blew my mind how good I felt about it for the holidays. And I'm blessed. We fed a thousand families three weeks ago for Christmas. I've now benefited 95,000 children with my foundation. I formed a foundation and, you know, we've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears that we give to officers to put in their car in case they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And I'm not trying to impress you with this. What I want to impress on you is that 
there's a big difference between success and fulfillment. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Okay. And you're fulfilled when you're giving back. And that's like I say, when someone tells me, when I'm interviewing them for my coaching, if they tell me they want to give back to other people, I know they're going to be a success. And so this is what I want to impart on you. I don't care if you don't have any money right now. You figure out how to give back to something you're passionate about. I don't care what it is either. It can be animals, the environment, elderly, pets, whatever it is, whatever you juices time as you, well. you can give your time. You bet you can give your time. But I'm going to tell you, and you know that you've heard this, you get it back tenfold, a hundredfold. It is absolutely true. Okay. Whatever it is, God, the universe, I don't know why it happens, but it happens. And so, you know, I've been interviewed three times today. So forgive me if I said this already. We all achieve to be happy, but when you're giving back, you're happily achieving. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, you're fulfilled and you're going to get successful so much faster. So figure it out and give back now. I love it. Rod, as a quick question, you know, how do you balance the pursuit of financial rewards of money, right? Because that's a big component of many people's goal setting, but then- with, with what their families, you know, with other things, you know, like, you know, somebody might set a goal, like I want to, you know, build passive cash flow of $10,000 mm -hmm. per month. You yep. know, you might hear Great that, question. you know, the pursuit of money is evil, you know, the pursuit Great of money question. is bad, right? You know, how do you balance oh, no, that? No, no, no. Yeah. That's in the Bible doesn't say that the Bible says the love of money is bad. Okay. Right. Not the pursuit of money, but listen, so how do you maintain that balance? I will tell you, my greatest regret in life to this day was I'd come home every day to my children and I would play with them every day, but I was mentally distracted. They'll tell you I was a great dad. I mean, my daughter's 29 or yeah, 29, my son's 26. They'll tell you I was a great dad, but I didn't live up to my own expectations. And so one of the things I do at my boot camp, and I'm not, I take you through this planning process that makes sure that that doesn't happen. Now, this planning process I share with you it's how I managed a couple of very large companies at the same time. And we don't have time to go into it right now, but if for any other reason than that comes, you know, it's 97 bucks and it's a whole lot more than just that. That's 20 or 30 minutes of training. But the point is, you know, when you recognize what your priorities are and you recognize who really needs your attention, like your children or your spouse, I will tell you, they'd rather have 15 minutes of your direct focus and presence than an hour of freaking distraction. And I guide you through how to do that. So I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question because there's several steps to it, no, but, no, but it's good. very simple. It's a weekly planning process. I told you one of the pieces is acknowledging what you got done. Doesn't sound important. It's hugely important. Okay. And then there's several other pieces that go into it. And that's how, you know, I was able to balance. And like I said, I don't want anyone to have the regrets that I have. So when I find out one of my students has children, we have this conversation again, and I guide them through it. Because life's too short to have regret. And especially when it relates to your kids, you know, one of the other pieces is journaling. I have them journal, even if it's just once a week, some magic moments that are, you know, life is about magic moments. And so that's one of the other pieces. And then it goes from there. So, but I'm, I'm not trying it. to evade, I'm not trying to evade you know, on the answer. It's just, no, no, it's, it's good. Uh, okay. You know, Rod, this mindset stuff, the psychology stuff, it might be new to people hearing it. It might be the first time they're hearing something like this and it might sound a little intimidating or. They have no idea where to well, start. Well, they may or... think it's not important either. And I'm, that'd be too. such a freaking mistake, guys. Okay. It just, this is 80 to 90% of it. You can learn and until you're blue in the face, but if you don't actually take freaking action, it ain't, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody out there is listening and this is the very first time they're hearing this kind of psychology, this type of mindset, is this actionable advice they can implement in their own life right now to the brand well, that new goal beginning. setting process sure is you bet. Yeah. You know, because like Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, by the way, 
If you haven't read that book, that's a book you should read a couple times a year, okay? But one of the things is, the first thing is you got to have a burning desire, okay? You've got to want it, okay? If you don't want it bad enough, you're not going to get your ass up in the morning to go do whatever you have earlier in the morning to make this happen. You're not going to stay up late. You're not going to work on weekends. You know, if you work like a few people won't, like most people won't rather, for a few years, you'll live like the re- most people can't for the rest of your life. And this is, you know, that's why you've got to create this fuel for yourself. You've got to get leverage, leverage on yourself, you know? And the goals and the why is one of the why's plural is one of the best ways to do that that I can think of. Okay. But, you know, and you're going to have setbacks. And when you have a setback is you refocus on that goal and you change your approach. If that doesn't work, you refocus on that goal and you change your approach. And if that doesn't work, you do what? You refocus on that goal and you change your approach and you rinse and repeat till you get there. I will tell you, you know, I remember after I lost everything in 2008, I built this company, a litigation support company to help families that were losing their houses. And it almost went out of business in December of 2010. I almost pulled the plug. And there's a book on this called Three Feet from the Gold. And luckily, I didn't pull the plug. I reinvented it. You know, I pivoted and I innovated just like I had to do with live events. I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do when I couldn't do live events. That was, you know, the bulk of our income for the thought leadership business. And so we went online, but I had to innovate or pivot with that litigation support company. It turned into a $10 million company with 60 employees that I sold a couple of years ago. And, you know, uh, sometimes you have to reinvent and pivot and innovate, especially in this time right now. God, you know, if you were in the services industry, good Lord, I mean, God help you if you're in California or New York or these some of these blue states where you're just basically shut down. It's not a political statement. It's just a freaking yeah. frustration I have with their views on business. But anyway. Rod, somebody might be sitting here at home listening to this podcast thinking, man, I really resonate with what Rod's saying, but it seems like he's just so many steps ahead of where I'm at right now. You know, you've gotten to where you're at by, you know, compound effort. I lost <laughs> everything. I lost everything when I was 48. I lost everything, okay? And I'm 61 today. And so, you know, it took a while. It was much faster getting it back. But, you know, it was these strategies or how I did it. It wasn't the vehicle. It wasn't the vehicle at all. Sure, the vehicle helped. I mean, I bought by the end of February, we'll have bought 23, 2400 units in the last, you know, year and a half, two years with my students. And, you know, I've got I don't know, probably pushing 500 students around the country. I've created this incredible war. They're called my warriors. My students are approaching 40,000 units owned. It's just unthinkable to me. And, you know, I've only been teaching for what, three years. So, you know, don't tell me you can't do it. Just, you know, you're not going to convince me you can't do it. I don't care what kind of job you have. Even if you've got kids, I've got students that have retired that had very demanding jobs with kids and they maintain their role as a parent and a husband or wife and they're retiring. I want, I was just thinking, I just got an email from this timid girl that came to my event in September of 19. So what is that? Like 14, 15 months ago. Yeah. And I had to convince her to join our program. And one of my coaches had to convince her to join our program. And it was a lot of pulling and pushing. She just sent me an email. She's bought 441 units this last year. I'm like, what the hell happened to that timid, shy girl? It's just astounding to me. I had no idea she'd done so well. And so anyway, don't tell me you can't do it. You just got to do it. But bottom line, are you going to have setbacks? You bet. But if you stay focused on what you want and you take action and you learn and you continue to grow and you you know really absorb all this knowledge as much as you can, there's so much knowledge out there. Like I said, I'm doing two full days for 97 bucks. I mean, just don't tell me you can't learn this. You just got to do it. Okay. That's yeah. the bottom line. Like Nike says, just do it. 
So that's your uh, virtual boot camp coming up, uh, yeah. Rod. That's Oh, yeah. So let me tell, did I say how they could get there? I don't remember. Yeah, you mentioned texting okay. multifamily to the number 72345. Correct. Use promo code ROD-FRIEND at checkout. $97 yeah, one word, for the one two word, days. one word, ROD-FRIEND. Yeah, and it'll Got be 97 it. bucks. It's kind of a no-brainer. Also, you know, obviously listen to my podcast. You'll get a tremendous... I think you really enjoy it, even if you don't want, want multifamily, real estate in general, of course, but more the own your power clips, you'll love those too. But then my website is real estate with Rod. Well, it's really rodcleef.com, but nobody can spell my name. So real estate with Rod is directed to my website and com. And I've got so many books there and articles and videos. And I mean, so much free content, you know, that'll really help you as well if you're yeah. interested. Yeah. Awesome. And you've got your book. How to create oh, yeah, my lifetime book is there. cash flow through real estate investing. Great yeah, book. I, I haven't even launched the physical copy of that dang thing yet. It's still just on Kindle. It's like, oh, you know, it's just, I've been so busy. I haven't done it. It's no excuse. I actually gave away like 20,000 copies. That's what this my, is. That's that free, oh, that's PDF a free copy that I yeah. printed out, I, put I, it in I, a binder, highlight it. I gave away 20,000 copies. My team's like, hey, knucklehead, do you think maybe we should try selling this thing? So put it on Kindle. I actually recorded it. I don't even have the audio version done. Anyway. This is prompting me to get off my butt and get that done. My team's uh, been pushing me too. So we'll, hopefully the, you know, that'll come out soon. Well, Rod, this has been so great. This is the exact reason I knew I had to get you back on the podcast, especially early in Thank the year you, like this for this mindset, for this psychology, for this goal setting content. You're one of the best in the industry at talking about Thank this. You, so thanks so much for coming on. Usually no, we would my, wrap up with the lightning round, but you've already been through that ringer. So Maybe just tell us what you're up to today. Anything new in your life? Anything? Well, fun you know, you share? if you want to ask me what books I would recommend, let me throw some of those out. Okay, if that's yeah. in your lightning round, I'll do that. But let me say one other thing. Depending on when you air this, we just switched that number. And if by some chance, if you're listening to this, also write down four one four one one because if it depending on when you, if you air this right away, it's I think it's switching a week from today. Oh no no okay. I'm sorry, a week from Monday is when it's switching. So if, if you don't air it before, then it'll be seven two three four five. If you do it before, then it'll be four one four one one. Anyway, okay. but the books. Okay, my love language is gifts, and my students get a book almost every month. And there's a good book, The Five Languages of Love. If you love anybody, get that freaking book. Okay, because you need to know how people feel love. But books like one of the first things they get is a book called Turning Pro. You know, stop being an amateur and become a professional in whatever you're going to do. Okay. Another book, The Slight Edge, those little decisions you make every day that traject your life up or traject your life down. And another one is Gary Keller's One Thing. I had his co author, Jay Papasan, on my podcast. Certainly, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. I had him on the show as well. That's a fantastic book that gets you up juiced in the morning. And there you go. That's enough to get started. Yeah, that's. Five Love Languages, Turning Pro, Slide Edge, The One Thing, Miracle yeah. Morning, all yeah. great books. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to just, you know, dive into all this new content and learn so much is through books. I love that books podcast are two of my favorite resources to learn new things. But uh, Rod, hey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure, bud, Jacob. It's great to see you again, my friend. And congratulations on all your success with your podcast. And it was good to see you. And just please, obviously, let me know if I can ever help you with anything. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rod. Well, we look forward to having you back on the show. We won't wait another 370 episodes before then. So (laughs) till next time, thanks so much for coming on the show, Rod. You bet, buddy. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this week's episode with our guest, Rod Cleef. Hey, what an awesome interview. As always with Rod, man, he is so inspirational and full of great, motivating, and actionable content. 
every time I walk away from a conversation with him, I walk away energized, pumped up, ready to take on some new goals. So I hope that is how you feel as well. Now, for all of those resources we mentioned in today's show, you can find those in the show notes. You can text multifamily to 72345 or 41411 for the details to Rod's upcoming multifamily boot camp. I know he puts on a great event. And if you're going to do that, use the code Rod friend for the $97 discount. So hey, I hope you do that. I hope you're getting value from this podcast. Now, Rod was the very first guest interview way back in 2017 on episode one. I went back and listened to that and I have to admit, it's painful to listen to myself in episode one and those early episodes, but luckily with great guests like Rod, we made it through it. You're still here listening to this podcast. I can't thank you enough for that. I leave those early episodes up as a testament for people listening to the podcast just like you, that if you're thinking about doing something, getting started, just take action, and over time, you'll get better, you'll learn, you'll improve. And you'll look back at your journey three, five, ten years back and look at how far you've came. So I hope that that alone motivates you to go out and take action on whatever it is you're working on today. Well, that's it for this week. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Until next week, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.